0: You're listening to Simplifying Investing with Diana Messina. This podcast is general in nature and hasn't taken your circumstances into account. It's important you consider your personal circumstances and speak to a financial advisor before deciding what's right for you. Any general tax information provided is provided as a guide only. Now, here's Diana. Hello and welcome back to Simplifying Investing with Diana Messina. Today, we're going to talk about inflation expectations. We've done some prior work around financial and economic literacy in Australia and the need to really lift that, especially for females, because we know that we have a gender financial literacy gap. The RBA recently looked into the public's understanding of the inflation target and inflation expectations as a test of economic and financial literacy, and the findings were very interesting, so I wanted to go through them today. The primary function of the Reserve Bank of Australia is to keep consumer price inflation between 2 to 3% over the year. When the RBA surveyed about 3,000 consumers in Australia, it found that just over 20% of the respondents knew that the inflation target was between 2 to 3%. 40% of the respondents were in the correct ballpark, saying that the inflation target was either between 1% to 2%, 2 to 3% or 3% to 4%. 30% did not know where the inflation target was and about 30% of respondents gave a completely incorrect answer. When the RBA looked at similar outcomes overseas, it found that it was quite comparable to some of our global peers. In the US, for example, only about 20% of households could correctly identify the Fed's 2% inflation target. The Reserve Bank's research also found that socio-demographic groups that were the most accurate in their knowledge around the inflation target were either those who were engaged with economic news, those who were male, or those who had studied finance or economics. The groups that were least likely to be correct about the inflation target were those who were not engaged with economic news, who were female, or those who were unemployed. The RBA also found that there was a strong link between reported inflation expectations and the assessed level of economic literacy. Those with low levels of financial or economic literacy had very high expectations of inflation. And as financial literacy increased, inflation expectations became lower and closer to that 2% to 3% inflation target. I found it really interesting to see that females consistently overestimated inflation relative to males across all the different levels of economic and financial literacy. What this tells us is is that the quite low level of understanding that the public has around the RBA's inflation goals means that readings on consumer inflation expectations may not actually be that particularly reliable for the Reserve Bank, especially when it's trying to use it as a tool to assess monetary policy. When we think about when the focus on inflation expectations started, it really began back in the 1970s off the back of the rational expectations revolution. The theory is that inflation expectations influence future actual realized inflation. For example, if consumers expect a rise in inflation, they may ask for a commensurate increase in pay, and that then leads to higher inflation. And then the cycle goes on and on, as you can imagine. If we look at some measures of inflation expectations in Australia, things like the Melbourne Institute, The One Year Ahead Consumer Inflation Expectations Survey shows that consumers actually tend to massively overstate actual inflation outcomes and if we look at the patterns we can see that consumer inflation expectations are mostly just based around what the current level of inflation is inflation expectations also tend to bounce around a lot reflecting changes in the price of volatile items like petrol and fresh fruit and vegetables the more accurate measure of inflation expectations are those that are market based so from investors things like break even inflation rates and inflation linked swaps that hedge for inflation we can look at those on 1 to 5 year ahead terms or in more of a longer term sense and All of those are mostly in line with the RBA's inflation target, which shows that the RBA's 2% to 3% inflation goals are quite credible. We also look at union inflation expectations because they can be an important gauge for expected award wage and enterprise bargaining agreements, which can then influence wages growth and inflation down the track. One year ahead union wage expectations in Australia spiked in 2023 and we saw that increase in minimum award and enterprise bargaining agreement rates. Last year, awarded by the Fair Work Commission, but this year we're seeing that union wage expectations have come down, not in line with the RBA's 2 to 3% inflation target, but much lower compared to where they were. So they still have room to fall to get inflation and wages growth back towards that RBA inflation target. So what does all of this mean for monetary policy and the Reserve Bank? Well, the low level of community understanding around the RBA's inflation target, as well as unreliable inflation expectations, means that consumer inflation expectations are probably not the best predictor of actual inflation outcomes. Market and union inflation expectations are probably a better guide. And this also again goes to the point that it's quite important for the central banks to build community knowledge around inflation, how it's measured, what the RBA's inflation target is to be better able to influence actual consumer decisions through monetary policy. The lower level of understanding of the RBA's inflation target and inflation goals across females, again, highlights the need to lift economic and financial literacy in this demographic. To help increase economic and financial literacy, we do have a lot of resources available through our Econocytes reports, through Oliver's Insights, and of course, through this Simplifying Investing podcast. So we hope that you find it useful and helpful. And until next time. To keep up to date with Jana's podcasts and reports, follow her on LinkedIn and your favourite streaming platform.